At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar on YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Ladies and gentlemen, so without further delay, here is your host, Shane Grove. Welcome, everyone, to the this episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Shane Grove. And with me this morning is Jason, the super producer. What's happening, Jason? Oh, doing pretty good. Greetings, everybody out there. <laughs> That's pretty weak, Jason. I just got to admit, you know, I, usually you're more robust in your, you know, yeah, we're, we're greetings. Just, yeah, right. We're just a little pressed today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're going to, since we are, you know, we're on a tight recording schedule this morning. We are going to jump right in, and uh, I think our listeners are going to love our guest today. Um, this young man, and I, I do, I am going to say young because he's way younger than me and Jason, uh, contacted us through uh, the From the Shadows podcast Facebook page, and 
ask if we would be interested in hearing his story uh, about a little creature he has running around in his neighborhood that goes by the name of Bigfoot. So, Travis, welcome to the program. Uh, we're super excited um, to have you on, and let's just jump right in, man. You want to tell everybody uh, where you're located, or approximately where you're located, and kind of the history of what's been going on down there on your property. Yeah, great. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I'm in uh, southern Ohio, which I'm in the very most southern, when I say southern Ohio, the most southern point. It's where Kentucky and West Virginia meet in um, Ohio, and it's uh, it's pretty rural where I'm at. I'm in the middle of Wayne National Forest, um, which is kind of a broad term, but uh, from the uh, county I'm in, it's uh it's about the end of the of the forest um i've lived in my current residence since about 2012 end of 2012 beginning of 13 and um since we talked the first time there's i've kind of been writing things incidents down or just things i consider odd which uh could be different than what most people would consider but i've got quite a list of them but you know we'll go through all of them but uh, it's kind of hit uh, the main ones but um since i've been here i've heard uh just like i said things i consider odd they may not be to some um but i noticed it was from about the time that uh when i first moved in i had uh, some dogs in a pen and they they like to fight a lot uh, especially feeding time which I, I guess I can kind of relate to that, you know. Oh, yeah. A little, little picky, a little more picky, or a little less friends when, when you're eating. Um, so I would stand out by their, their kennel. Um, you know, other than, than that, they got along fine. So, you know, they were eating, and uh, I was, uh, it was around, I'll say it was summer. I'm not sure exactly what month, uh, but I know it was warm. And I was looking toward my neighbors, which is the last house on about a mile stretch where there's maybe one. Let's see, there's only two houses and one of them's lived in. Uh, so it's pretty, pretty empty. And this is all surrounded by the, the Wayne National Forest. And, uh, whenever, um, whenever, you know, the, at night, uh, it's, uh, if you don't have a, a porch light or something on, it's, it's kind of eerie dark. Um, so anyway, I was, uh, I was feeding them and, had my flashlight and, and was waiting on them to to uh, get done before I went inside. And uh, I heard what I can only describe. It's like a, I call it a dog whistle. It's a high-pitched tone. And then, um, of course, my ears you know, ring. You know, so I thought maybe it was just one of those episodes because sometimes I have to, if I'm driving, I have to pull over. It hurts so bad. But anyway, um, so I thought maybe it was one of them episodes coming on until I seen something come from one hillside to the other and where i live it's just one big it's a hay field it's a bottom um and it has one hillside it has the hay field bottom another hillside um so it came from there and from uh, the way i was facing my left and i don't know what direction if it was north south east or west i'm not sure exactly um so it come from as i was standing to the left across the hay field and what i saw once it got out in the clearing because i saw like a, a light uh, it was red, green, and blue, like a sort of like a triangle look, and it had, uh, I call it a tail, I guess, like a shooting star would, and um, it went from one hillside, it crossed, and my initial reaction 
was I thought it was fireworks or some of some kind. I don't. I guess just trying to rationalize as quick as I could um, until it stopped above the other tree and, and started hovering. Um, and it, like I said, it was red, green, and blue. And it hovered maybe 100, 200 feet above the trees. I don't know exactly how high it was for me, but I saw it. It was it was pretty big, whatever it was. But the weirdest thing is it never made a noise, <laughs> and the the trees uh, never moved because I know they had leaves on them, and you could at least hear you know you know the leaves or limbs cracking, but um, it never nothing nothing. It was just and the dogs never paid attention to it, so I I don't know. I kind of laughed it off, but. Um, as it was hovering above the trees, probably within 10 seconds, I mean, it felt longer, but in reality, more I thought about it, it's probably all the longer it was there. Uh, and I heard that, then I started hearing the high-pitched dog whistle, I guess you would call it, and then it took off. And when it took off, it was like, as we, the first time I talked to you, it was like a, uh, like the old Western cameras that had the bulb on them that had the big bright flash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Name yep. of those. Yep. Those what kind of cameras you call them to me? I just call them the old cameras. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was like that, that. chemical reaction. Yeah, that chemical yeah, reaction. Yes, it was. Yes, Ooh, exactly. Uh, it was like that, and then it took off almost at a, a kind of opposite angle. It came, and it was gone within less than a second. I, and it was. It, it, I mean, this looked like something from a movie. So I, I sat there and I thought, okay, I'm not going to be one of these people who goes around saying I just saw a UFO. Cause, but the more you think about a UFO doesn't mean it's alien-related, just something unidentified and it's flying. So anything could be a UFO to me because I'm not real knowledgeable with aircraft. But I just kind of shook my head and, and, and laughed it off, really. I said, oh, my gosh, here we go. You know, I'm about to be the butt of, of jokes for the rest of my life. So I didn't really repeat it. And it was probably... Uh, probably that next spring, so the the following spring, I was turkey hunting with some some friends of mine, and they were, they were older guys. Um, they were I always called them. I was kind of tagging along, like you know they were you know had their little group, but they always took me along everywhere and, and helped me out. You know we always enjoyed hunting, but they're a no nonsense, don't even bring that up type type you know group of guys. So I wouldn't dare have brought it up. But they, I don't even know what the conversation was. They had a friend of theirs, and I don't, I, I wasn't with them, who, uh, who was, who believed they was laughing. It was when Finding Bigfoot first came out, and they were laughing at him for, for buying into the show. Uh, said, oh, he believes it and this and that. And I said, well, I said, I'm probably going to get made fun of, but that's fine. And I could tell they were like, oh, here we go. He's, he's going to say he believes in it. And I said, well, this is not so much, you know, Bigfoot related, but, I told him the story, the one I just just told about about the the aircraft or whatever it was, and and there was another guy there, and this is the first time I'd met him. This is just one of their friends that I kind of met through them, and he had a funny look on his face, and I said, "Lord, he's gonna take this gun on my hand, and tell me I'm crazy, and I can't go with him or something." But <laughs> he uh, he the first question he asked, he said, "Was it around?" The summer around, I think it was it was around Fourth of July, around that time, you know, early July, late June, something like that. And I said, "Well, yeah," and he kind of chuckled. His face was red, so I guess he's more nervous of speaking up too, even though he knew the guys longer than I have. He said, "Well, my whole neighborhood of about fifty people saw the exact same thing," and asked about you know the, the pitch and the tone, and I said, "Yeah," and he just got a weird look on his face, and he never said another word. So I thought, "Well, 
maybe at least we're both crazy together. Maybe I don't know, but that he had a whole <laughs> you know, neighborhood, city block, whatever uh, that had seen it around that same time. Now, how, how far away? I mean, did he? Do you know where he lived in in yeah. in uh, relation to where you were? Right, that's what maybe, I was going to ask. Uh, Thirty, forty minutes away in the same county. I mean, it's not a. He's not, you know, out of town or anything. He was, he was, you were relatively close. Okay. So you, you say 30, 40 minutes away. Is it 30 or 40 minutes away because everything's so rural, but it's actually yeah, not. Yeah. It's a, just it's a couple yeah. miles. We or, say okay. everything's 30 minutes from where I'm at, you know. Okay. It but it's not actually, but it's not like it's 30 miles away. It's maybe five miles, you know, is that what you're saying? It, yeah, probably 15 miles. Okay. You know. Okay, so that's super. Now that is super interesting. That so whatever it was left your view, and or was it so big that you guys saw it? For, you know, they saw it from fifteen miles. I mean, fifteen miles yeah. away, the same as you you did. I'm not sure if it was that big, um, and because it really wasn't that high. Even you know the hill we have hills here. I don't never call them mountains by any means. They're just rolling hills, foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. So, you know, it's not like it was way above a mountainside. And I saw it from me. If I were to went, you know, uh, you know, got you know level with where it was at, even it was probably maybe 500 feet in the air, you know, because it wasn't very far above the hills. And the, that particular hill was not very big at all. Wow. So then, it may, so it obviously had flown over pretty near to where they were for them mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah. Then. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was two miles up in the air, and and uh, everybody had good vantage no. point. No, I I saw the outline playing. I could see just the, the outline where the lights were, like the red, green, blue. Yes. Um, I could see an outline of something, but I couldn't get a detail. Obviously, it was at night. Um, but it wasn't very. It wasn't very uh, very high at all, and that's what kind of started the the weirdness now i have other stories from before that were kind of odd um but that that's when it kind of went to okay this is getting it gets gets kind of odd to me and like i said maybe someone that's a little more knowledgeable about it it wouldn't be as you know they would be able to debunk it quicker but i just couldn't well i i I, I will i will say this before you know you say that but before you start and as the listeners kind of listen to each one of these little anecdotes or what these little stories and when it gets all tied into at the end to the together it makes sense you know like that that uh every and that's what i think um a lot of people miss out on when they're you know experiencing some of this stuff is individually like you said eh, it may not be anything but when you take a step back and you start seeing that pattern and that everything, if it's if you lump it all together, it's a much it paints a much bigger picture <laughs> for sure. So, so go yeah, ahead and, and go it, ahead and start telling us some of the crazy stuff that uh, that you experienced. Okay, well, I don't you know the UFO sighting that, that that's that's pretty crazy. So that that uh, it, it gets a little more interesting from there, at least to me. And, and maybe this is not appealing to someone else. And I. Like I said, I'm not trying to you know, entertain as far as make up a story. This is just, you know, take it or leave it, you know, is basically how I say, you know, which I don't go around telling everybody. But anyway, 
Um, right after that, and this is all, this is started from 2013 up till now. I tried to put it in chronological order, but sometimes I, as I was writing, something else would pop in. But um, So I started noticing, and, and maybe, and I kind of thought I laughed at myself that I was psyching myself out, thinking, oh, whatever. Uh, you know, don't want to just go out and look for every little thing, but when some of them was pretty obvious, and I noticed it was around probably that next gun season, um, there was, uh, which gun season are high, especially down here, we have people where I'm at, it's public land, I, I see people from Tennessee, North Carolina, and there's a, a horse camp up the road, so there's a lot of trails, which they're closed down during most of the hunting season, but, you know, out-of-towners is, is nothing unusual for here, because what little bit of tourism we have in our county, most of it is because of, of natural resources. Um, but anyway, um, after the uh, possible sighting of, of whatever the aircraft was, I noticed along my road, which is, like I said, it's a dead-end road, it's just a gravel road, um, there was a lot of these tree breaks, which, okay, is not a big deal, but they were all twisted and pointing the same direction. It wasn't like a gust of you know, wind had come through and tore things you know down they were they were uh particular in the way they were set so i thought well that's odd but then again you know okay a tree's twisted you know big deal um but uh the more i noticed these things and and god things started happening well, i'm sitting at work one night and my my uh wife at the time she had she called me and kind of i could tell she was nervous and she said there's uh there's someone outside i said well, what do you mean because you know the only the only car that comes up that doesn't live there is the male male lady, uh, and that's you know by one o'clock. So at night, if you start seeing headlights, it's usually not a you know a good sign. You know, um, it doesn't lead. But she said she never saw anything. I said okay. She said I heard a hit and I saw like a, a silhouette because we have like a street light and we'd put out outside just to to where it's not so dark. Because, uh, like I said, it's 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 pretty eerie dark when the lights are out or when the sun goes down. And I said, "Well, call your dad." And you know, he lives you know a mile or so away. Well, he come up, and you know, like most people, he had he was armed, uh, and he looked around the house. So there's nothing missing, nothing's tore up. I said, "Well, you know, maybe it was just some kids." Which, as I told you when we talked the first time, there's no kids within a couple miles that I know of. Um, you know, that would just do that. And most parents around here let their kids know, don't, you know, not the best idea to go knocking on and, and sneaking around people's houses, even if you're playing a game, because they don't know, you know, who you are, um, and bad things could happen, you know. And that's, and that's so, what she called, because she felt somebody bang against the side of the house. Yes, she did hear like okay. a hit. Now, she didn't say how loud it was, but she thought they were trying to knock at the door and just kind of hit it and ran. Now, this, it was more of a shadow. She saw, like, okay, someone darted off. She didn't get a look. You know, she saw anything. Um, so whenever I come I come home that night, and I check around, and I'd already talked to my father-in-law at the time. He said everything's fine because I just had – I didn't have an outbuilding or anything. We hadn't been living there very long, uh, so I really hadn't got anything set up to lock anything up. And, you know, the lawnmowers, the weed eaters, you know, things, tools, stuff that if someone was going to steal – they was took, but if they're going to steal it, they wouldn't knock and let you know they're there. They would just take it and leave. So nothing was out of place whatsoever. So I thought, well, okay, maybe, whatever. There's some kids messing around. I did when I was a kid, you know. Of course, times were a lot different, even just, you know, when I was, from my 
uh, from, from just in my lifetime, things have changed. But but anyway, um, so I go out and I had a side garden, just a little, uh, just a few tomato plants, nothing special, just basically enough to to make a just to have you know, to give away to to the neighbors. Um, so anyway, I go out there and I had they were all full. Um, and I, and, you know, all the plants, they had several tomatoes each and, and were doing really good. And I noticed every one of them was missing, every tomato, down to the tiniest little green one that, you know, you, no one could eat because it just, it would be terrible. Um, everything was gone. It was picked. It wasn't ripped up. It wasn't pulled over. They were like picked. And I got aggravated. I said, then, who I was, thought those, and I don't know what kids I'm talking about because there's none close. <laughs> I, whatever I was blaming, I was mad at. And I, I said, you know, of all the things, I wouldn't care if they took the mower, leave my tomatoes alone. That's I enjoy that. You know, they get these once a year fresh like this. You know, I don't, this is what I enjoy. And I was aggravated, and I thought, just kind of chalk it up. I said, well, you know, whatever kids I'm talking about, you know, I blame them. <laughs> um, so um, I noticed, you know, that, uh, that, that kind of aggravated me. And within probably the next year or so, I started getting chickens. Like I said, once we got moved in, got settled, I was trying to get things, you know, set up just to have my, with my crazy kids, I call my little funny farm because everything kind of is, is kind of odd here. But um, so I got those and and bought them, for, you know, chicks and and raised them. And of course, you always have if you die here or there. And and as we talked before, you know, chickens they just die for whatever reason. You know, they don't really have oh, yeah, yeah. to kill them. They just pop over dead from each other or whatever so i lost a few once they got up and they started um getting where i could put them out in the coop that i built um i didn't have it fenced in i had it fenced around but not over top yet so i was kind of hesitant to put them out so i would put them in the coop and just and, and lock them in and and uh i noticed some nights even some nights i would forget to lock in um they just started they were missing now when a raccoon or um, you know, a fox, you know, whatever, and a predator, uh, when they kill them, you know, you said you'd raise chickens. It, it's yep. a mess. There's not much. You can tell it. There's not, uh, they're, you know, they, they'll kill them just to kill them. And that's what's aggravating. If they would take one and eat it, I wouldn't be as much. They would just kill them all. And, and I, I went through a lot of chickens and even still now I'm having issues. Um, so I, you know, when that would happen, it was obvious. So I noticed they were dismissed and there wasn't, a feather trail, blood trail. I walked the hillside because it's next to a bank. Nothing. Um, I just, just didn't see them. Uh, so I thought, well, okay, that's just another odd thing. And then, of course, I'm probably still blaming those kids, whoever they are, still blaming them for stealing my chickens or whoever it might be. But they were, they were just gone. So what I would do when I, I would get home from work about midnight, uh, I would just go up there and latch, I'd check on them and latch the coop door to where nothing could get in or out. And this, what leads to the the recording that I'd sent you, um, I noticed, uh, I heard, when I got home, I'd shut the, my truck door, and I heard like an echo, it sounded like a dog barking, which, another na- there was one neighbor uh, that has it, but the direction it was coming from, um, it wasn't, wasn't it, but, you know, things echo weird off hills, and I just kind of chalk it up. I took a couple steps to go to the chicken coop uh, door, and... I heard it again, and I said, oh, okay, that's not a dog. And if it is, I need to go inside now and never come out again because it's, you know, one of these giant whatever kind of dogs <laughs> that never heard anything like this. 
and there was one, whatever this was, was up on a hillside, and then I, I took another step, because what had made it odd was I got home a little early that night, maybe a half hour, hour, um, and this is something I didn't think of till you know, a couple of years later, you know, listening to, to different accounts and reading, you know, kind of researching. Um, I also heard the one up on the ridge, and I heard something at the bottom, and they were, it was going back and forth, whatever this was. And so I went over and locked the coop door, and it kept getting louder. And it was, it was, I don't know if it was getting closer to me, or maybe they were maybe moving the, you know, around the ridges and hills, and it was just echoing better. I don't know. Um, so once I thought, well, I need to record this. I said, well, I don't know if I can get it from my yard, and I'm not leaving my yard to go up to that. I'm not one of those people. If you are, good for you. I'll pat you on the back, but no, I'm not walking through the <laughs> like garden at something <laughs> yelling. Yeah. And you heard the recording. I'm not. That's just me. If you are, I'm happy for you. Well, but, um, well Jason, do, Jason, do you have the recording? Oh yeah, I play? have it here. Okay. You want to play it for our audience? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jason. Play the recording that Travis sent us, and then we'll, and then we'll, <laughs> and then we'll let our audience hear it, and then they can, as we finish the story, they can, uh, if they're able to keep listening after hearing this. Um, so yeah. go ahead, Jason. Play it. Yeah, go this ahead. here is uh, this is pretty. This is pretty compelling evidence right here. Check this out, everybody. Can you imagine, oh can you imagine being out there like Travis was and to have that reverberating around you? Uh, come on. No. Now. Not many people are going to go out there and investigate and see what that's all about. Travis, you big chicken. I can't believe you didn't go closer. To- <laughs> I know. I should have gotten a coop with the rest of them that night. <laughs> now, and, and Travis, you sent us two recordings. And if you don't mind, the other recording, which is so that recording there that we shared is one that Dave Ellis kind of cleaned up from the Olympic project who, you know, those are the guys that, you know, are really out there in the field doing some great study coming up with some great evidence. I mean, he's an audiologist, you know, yeah. so he, he knows what, and I, and I've read the emails back and forth mm-hmm. between you guys. And, um, you know, he definitely has pinpointed two deaf, different, uh, whatever, making vocalizations kind of back and forth. Now you sent us a longer one, which I think is probably the original recording. Now, do you mind if we put that up on our social media for people um, they can they can check that out then too. I did, you know. I, yeah, I mean, that's oh, up yeah, to that's you. Fine. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it's so much harder to hear the original because I just record it with a cell phone. Yeah, and I was like, you know, several hundred yards, maybe probably closer to a thousand yards away, uh, and it was summertime, so you could hear the crickets, you could hear me walking. So, with a cell phone, within about five feet, you can hear everything. But that's how loud this was that you could still hear it with a you know really poor quality uh audio um to hear that's why when i 
I listened to another podcast, um, and, they, and Jeff Mild- and there was a lady on there. I, she was talking about Jeff Meldrum being so outgoing and willing to help anyone. I said, well, you know, what, what's it going to hurt if he doesn't read the email? That's fine. But he responded extremely quick. I, I just couldn't believe how nice uh, and outgoing he was. Uh, you know, just through email. You know, I didn't you know, meet up with him or anything because we're on opposite sides of the country. But he's the one that forwarded me to, to David Ellis. He said he does the – he's the expert in, you know, vocal – vocalizations and it wasn't so much what he said it was it was what he said it wasn't that kind of solidified it for me um basically in a in you know a nutshell he just said it wasn't any known animal i thought well hmm, okay that <laughs> i'm still at this point i'm trying to justify it could have been you know this or that um and of course all my yeah, and the friends that i had mentioned that as good of friends as they are they 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 jump at the chance, and I guess I'm just as guilty to make fun of you over anything. So I wasn't about to just, you know, tell you know, spread the word. But after the the emails and and different things, and there's it just kind of added up to okay, this is odd. Um, I I got to tell you, the first time you sent that, and um, you know, I like to listen to stuff with headphones on, and and I strongly urge all of our listeners to go back if you know however they're listening to this go back and put your headphones on and that, that no i so i can't imagine what it felt like and i say feel because i could feel that how in through my body like you could feel it like reverberating into your into your core so i can't imagine what it was like standing out there having those sound waves like hit you, you know, I mean, uh, what was that like? I mean, how, how terrified were you hearing that? Well, I was more in shock and I was also in my front yard. So I was a little more braver than, than typical. If I was out there with it, oh yeah, I I wouldn't have been, I I, I could promise I wouldn't have recorded that. I I wouldn't have thought about it. It would have been just get out of there. Uh, And I feel terrible for people to have these face to face, terrible, horrifying encounters when you're miles from anywhere and there's nothing but you and it, I just, yeah, just from, from hearing something that weird from a long distance in my front yard, I, I feel for these people that, that, uh, yeah, I understand why some people can't talk about or don't want to. Heck, I, I don't, I don't want to either. You know, if I, I wouldn't want to, I should say, but it, no. uh, it would be a nightmare. Now you told you know you told me another story. I mean, you want to tell the listeners about your your ex father in law, and so I think you know what he saw. That kind of I think that kind of gave you an idea of where these sounds might have been coming from. Is that right? Like, so he kind of gave you a judge of of where they might have been. Um, are you talking about the the latest incident? Um, it was probably last year because I don't. I'm trying to think which one because I've got them written down. Um, where he saw something across the field, it thought it thought. Oh, it was okay. A... Oh, yeah. It was my well. <laughs> it was my ex wife's great uncle. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. See, I, I wrote some of down, and and I still forgot <laughs> several. And there's some things that I I, I know we're kind of limited on time, but that we uh, that I have uh, forgot to tell you that really makes takes it to another level. I think I told you in the email that it, it, it was probably the craziest part of all this. How I forgot, I'll never know. But I'm glad that I wrote this down. But anyway, 
Um, I was talking with him. He's uh, he was probably he in his mid eighties at the time. He's he's still alive, but uh, it was actually her great uncle. Uh, he was a uh, he was in Korea in a war, so he, that gives him an age range. And his his vision and hearing's not the best. Um, so he was telling me he said uh, talking about you know bear in our area, which they're not. Uh, when I said they're not around here. They're definitely here, but they're not a thick you know stick to be hunted and. Uh, you know, as far as that, they're not you know established. Uh, but there's plenty of bear in this in this part of the country. It's just not, you know, like I said, not that many as, as some. Um, he said, I think I saw a bear. And I said, Oh yeah, I know. You know, so and so around here has. He said, Well, sitting here in my in my living room, and he looked out. He has these these French doors, and he, you can see the whole entire bottom of his property. He has about 80 acres, but this field is probably I can't remember acreage is probably 15, 20 acres back. So I mean, it's you know, it's a good, you know, good haul. Mm-hmm. Um, but to where he saw, he said he saw it. He said, yeah, I saw something. It was really big and black. I said, oh, yeah. I said, he said, but it was walking. So you mean like a down? He said, I don't know. It was, it was awful tall. And he said, the way it went across the field, he said, it was big. He said, just be careful. He said that some of those bears, um, he said, I know it was, wasn't a dog. And I thought, well, yeah, it was walking. It's definitely not a dog. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't say that, you know, I just thought to myself, and he said, this, I could see it from, and he showed me where, and I don't know the exact yardage, but you're not seeing, you know, a bear, you know, maybe a dot, looks like a black speck, but it, it was, especially for someone with the best of eyes, you know, an older gentleman, uh, it was, he just kept saying how, he said, it was just so big and, and walking, but he kind of cut it off at that point, maybe he, had binoculars out and saw a little more than what he wanted to tell me. I don't know. That's just speculation. But he, he just, he told me, just, he said, just be careful around, you know, because he, he'd give me, full, you know, basically full reign of his property at the time. Um, you know, just, you know, I helped him take care of the place. So it's kind of a, you know, you help me, I'll help you. And, and we got along great and still do. Uh, but he doesn't live in that home anymore. But it was, you know, hundreds of yards, and I just thought, there's no way. I, I think, personally, and this is just mine, that he had binoculars out, that he saw something, and maybe he saw a little more than what he wanted to let on. But it was, he just kept going about how massive it was. I thought, well, I'll be careful, you know, kind of just, you know, let it go with that. I never brought it up again. <laughs> and then, and then you, that was before you heard that vocalization then, right? I mean... Um, yes, yeah, like I said, some of these were, I'm trying to keep them in order, but that was prior. The vo- Basically, the vocalization is was in, I do know that was in 2017, um, just because of the recording that I have that still has the original date. Um, so that's, so all this, it, it kind of got odd, but it got really weird from 2017, you know, that's when the, the recording happened. So what, what has happened since the recording then? Um, well, um... Me and my, well, like I said, my ex-wife, that she, we were outside with our kids one day, and she absolutely has made, even with that recording, has still made fun of me. You're crazy. That's probably, I said, well, probably am. Maybe I am. You know, I, uh, but that's just what I, what happened. Um, and we were, we were outside with the kids. They were playing. We was throwing like a, a football or something with them. And she had threw it over my head, and I went down. It was just along the creek or a stream. I don't. It's not a big creek. I basically just run off from from the hills. But it, you know, it, if it 
rains all it can get up. So I went down, and I heard a single, it was a wood knock. It wasn't a snap. You know, you hear trees uh, fall over, which is another thing that happens quite a bit. I'll hear lots of big trees fall with no wind, no, just, they just fall at random times. But, you know, that's not, that could be something natural, but that's that's another just odd thing, nothing, you know, extreme, but... I heard a single wood knock, and I, I thought, okay, it was just a knock of, of some kind, and I go back up to her, and I asked her, I said, did you hear? She said, that knock sound? I said, yeah. And she said, yeah, I heard it. I said, okay. And probably a few minutes later, I, I, it sounded like somebody was running right, you know, when someone's running right beside you on kind of soft grass, you can feel it, almost feel the ground shake, you know, even if it's, you know, someone's not very you know, large, you can just feel that vibration. It was kind of like that, but it was on the hillside, and there's just enough leaves, and you could hear, it would just sound like two feet, like, don't, 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 but it was from probably 100 yards up to us, and she looked at me, and then it would go back the way the knock came, and the, the originally, it came from the knock sound to us, then back, it did it a few times, and, but we never saw anything, that was the odd part, nothing. It was just like you could feel and hear occasionally a leaf crunch, but not, not like, you know, even you take like a squirrel in the woods, it sounds like a freight train coming through sometimes, that, something that small. Um, but it was just so odd. And I thought, well, okay, so we kind of got inside, and she called me again at work, and I don't even know if I mentioned this to you. This was something that came to me after I was writing things down. She said, she she told me, she said, I, there's something weird here. I said, what do you mean? Like, inside? She said, no, I'm outside. Because um, where we live, kind of, um, where it's rural, you know, we're, we're not the best eco-friendly. She had some boxes and was just burning them over by the creek. Um, just, you know, get rid of them, you know. And she said, every time I would throw, just, it was just a regular cardboard box. She said, I would throw it on the fire. And she, what she called is a train whistle scream. I don't really still have yet to her to really explain it. Um, from the hillside, which was the same direction as the knock came from. Um, I said, okay. I said, she said, where is it? She said, it's on, it sounds like it's on, it's close to the top. Um, and it would just, it was like a high pitched scream and but not extremely high pitched. So I don't really narrow it down. And that's when she said the train whistle scream. It was like that roar scream all in the same tone, which I, like I said, I haven't heard any, you know, I never did hear that. She said that it was only when the fire would get bigger and when I when I was done, she'd, you know, threw dirt on it to make sure it was out so it didn't catch fire and, and cleaned it up, um, cleaned the ashes up. Uh, she said it was, it was never heard another another sound. I thought, well, I didn't hear this, so this is not my, this is just what she, she, she really kind of laid off of me after that. So it must have been enough to. So maybe she became a little bit of a believer. <laughs> Maybe he's not as much of a skeptic. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I say. Um, well, before so before we uh, before we uh, wrap up here, I just want mm-hmm. I, I want you to tell quickly the story. You know, so you got a lot of grief about that recording from your mm-hmm. from your one buddy. So I just oh, want yeah. you to kind of I just want you to kind of tell everybody what happened to your buddy that. Okay, yeah, yeah, we were, we were scouting, and this was last, I believe this was last year, year before, I can't remember, we were scouting, um, for deer, and there was, um, there was, uh, 
it was extremely windy, uh, probably a little too dangerous to be in the woods windy. So we were like, well, we're not going to hang a stand here today. Let's just walk this trail and go back because we probably shouldn't be in here. And he said, okay. Well, he, he it was still bow season. It was early. So, you know, he had his bow just in case he would see something. Um, and I always keep a pistol on me, um, I guess just for my peace of mind. But if something that massive out there, I don't think a pistol of any caliber is going to do much. Um, but uh, I always told him, I said, ain't for me. It's for you to shoot you in the leg so I can run off. I said, but that's beside the point. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, so we were on this trail, and this is on public land. And he uh, he said, I gotta gotta use the bathroom. So he stepped over to to, uh, to use the restroom to to take a leak. And he he got up on this bank to look down, and I ha- I was holding his bow, and I had my oldest with me, and I was showing him whatever little thing was. And he turned around. He his face he got really pale, like scared looking. His eyes were extremely big. He said, Did you see that? I thought maybe it was a, it was a you know, big buck or something. I said, no, do you need this? He said, no. He came walking over to me, and his eyes were big, and I thought, all right, what's, what's going on? He said, do you see? I said, no. I mean, I can't hear. I can barely hear you and you talking. It's, it's windy. We need to get out of here. I said, what was it? And he didn't say nothing. I said, well, okay, well, I guess just be a drama queen and don't tell me. But he said, it was, he said, I don't know what it was. I said, what do you mean you don't know what it was? He said, I just seen something big and black. He said it stood up, kind of pivoted and sprinted faster than any animal I've ever seen. I said, was it a bear? He said, it stood up. He said, I guess bears can stand up. I said, well, they're not going to, when they're running, they're not going to stand up. I said, stand up, it was to come at you, you know, to bluff you. But he said, I don't know, I got to go. And he left and he hasn't even came to my house since. Now, I think personally, it was kind of like the prior incident with, with, um, with my neighbor that, I think he saw a little bit more than what he let on, and he has yet to to mention. I'll bring it up to him. He says, "I don't know, I don't know," and he just kind of basically <laughs> chums it off. So he's left me alone a little bit since then. Isn't isn't that isn't that funny that everybody uh, everybody wants to make fun of the guy who has experienced stuff until they experience it themselves? That's not so. That's not such a joke. Exactly. Yeah. Can I say one more thing before we go? I know we're kind of on a streak, but this is the part I left out. Right, not far after that recording and some other incidences, um, every day at about this time between 10 and 10.30, there would be a, it was it was a military helicopter, it was a Black Hawk. It would hover over my house for about two or three minutes, close to where the windows would rattle. And I had, my kids were, were pretty, my youngest was, was still a baby at the time, and he was, you know, on more schedule. And it would wake him up, and it, I, I finally went out and looked one day, and it was it was either I believe it, I can tell it was a black hawk or what it was. I it's been a while since I've been in the military, so I not ever was around helicopters much. Um, but it was definitely it was military, and it would just hover, and it was just my house. And it would leave, and it would come back the next day. It did it for probably two months. Um, and finally, someone at work, one of the guys that, that I kind of talked to about this, he said, get out with your phone and just record. He said, just pretend like you're recording at least. I said, what do you mean? He said, just, just put a recording on. And I did it a few times, and, and they quit. I mean, I didn't really record. There's nothing. Uh, but it was, I mean, I could see the guys inside. They were that low. It was really odd. And I thought the first few times, a lot of times we'll do training exercises out here because there's not, you know, in case of an accident, you know, God forbid, an accident, 
they're not around as many homes and they could do sometimes we'll do repelling and different things um just where it's so remote so they could do training and go on i just thought that's what it was until it was just my house every day and then they would take off and i wouldn't see or hear them until about the next day between 10 and 10 30 i just thought that was really really odd uh, that is odd yeah and i i completely forgot Did- to mention that uh, first time talked, uh, which I think is probably the weirdest part of all of it. That, um, wow, that could open up a whole nother can of conspiracy theories. Uh, for, yeah, for that, that was that was another level. When I emailed you, I said, there's so many things that I forgot. That was like my kind of dumb moment. That's probably the most important or oddest thing to talk about, and I forgot to even mention it to you the first time. Oh, I say, Shane. I, I say we need to have uh, we need we need to have him back on and uh, for maybe a Patreon I say, story or two. I think uh, I think I think Travis needs to round up his buddy and see if he's brave enough to come on and, and tell us yeah. what exactly they, he saw. They, they <laughs> that would be great to a whole other level. And I, I have a list, and I made it about halfway through. Uh, of course, you know, it was my fault. I was a little late today. Um, I got punked out by my, my kid who acted like he was dying at school and smiled when I picked him up. But, oh, okay. Well, you know, what, you know how to fix it? <laughs> fix him? Tell him, say, uh, hey, buddy, next time you do that, you got to go camping out in the woods by yourself. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. Yeah, he, he's terrified of this, but, and I've never said that word around him once. I, don't, I think he was watching a show one day, but it was like a demonic thing. I said, buddy, turn that off. You're scared of me, son. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, Travis, I am so glad you got a hold of us because just uh, this seems to be like it's just the tip of the iceberg. So oh, we'll yeah. definitely um, we'll definitely we'll see what our listeners think. And uh, um, we're definitely going to have to uh, probably do another episode and uh, like I said, get your friend. Get your friend if he's brave enough to come on, and uh, I'd love to hear what he'd have to say. So, oh so, yeah, he's, but, got, uh, he's, he's got some some legitimate stuff that he. It took him a couple years to tell me. So, yeah. I would be I would be extremely excited if he would come on for him. So, I'll keep working. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, all right. Well, hey, we appreciate it, and uh, I. Thank you for sharing those recordings with us, and I'm sure our listeners are going to really, really enjoy uh, checking that, checking those out. So um, yeah. we appreciate it, and stay safe out there, man. Stay safe. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate it, and you guys, uh, you guys have a great day, and and just uh, whenever you get some more, some more time, I'll be more than happy to to share. That sounds great, All Travis. Right. I appreciate you coming on. All right. Sounds Thank good. You guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you too. You too. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.